literally any minute now, right? I'm expecting my third kid. Yeah. <laughs> this, this interview almost didn't happen. Like I was on the phone with him last week and he's like, listen. You're listening to For The Record, conversations about music, mixing, and the creative industry. Today we are at Outsider Audio with Jesse Case. Jesse is a producer and engineer in Southern Illinois and has recently opened his recording studio in a converted barn. It was very NPR. Right? I liked it. Got to get a little more vocal fry on that and it's, we're all things considered. It's the whole vibe. Yeah, the I whole love vibe. it. Yeah, and what better way to kick off season two. Yes, right on. Dude, well, it is good to finally meet yes, you. Yes, cheers. Oh, absolutely. Cheers to, yeah, fall special edition. But can I, can I say the brand? How You probably can. Yeah, we're, we're, not big, for a, we're not a big a enough sponsorship. deal Sponsorship, all right. Yeah, yeah for uh, Bud Light Seltzers, which are... They might sponsor us, though. Yeah, you never know if we yeah. talk if we speak highly, uh, yeah, highly enough. That's right. the thing. That's is the goal. Although I guess if we speak highly enough, they won't have to. Right? right. They'll be like they're already. <laughs> they're already. Exactly. Why would like we pay the them to do this? Speaks for itself. <laughs> Dude, well, it's good to finally meet you. Yes. Because I just I don't even remember. I think I followed your Instagram first, probably from like a hashtag that I got or something. I don't even know. Weird flex, but okay. Right. <laughs> no. yeah. yeah, I think that's right. No, I, we, I think we, uh, we, yeah, so we, they were, they were, uh, uh, Immediate, immediate follows and follow backs. I think. Right, 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 right. B- both being relative, relatively new and in the same. Right. Or generally the same. Right. Uh, and uh, as soon as space. I heard, like, you know, hold on, this guy's building a recording studio in a barn. That's legit. <laughs> like, I was like, I want to go there. Yeah, right. And I was like, how? What's the best way I can like make it work to like go down there? And you know, I had some ideas, and then all of a sudden it was like, what if we take this show on the road? And then I was like. Perfect. I've got it. I'm so glad you did. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, welcome. Dude, well, I'd love to start off with you saying a little bit about yourself for the people that are listening. And sure. Kind of for me, too, because I, I don't know you. But yeah, right. I know. Yeah, we, <laughs> We've only just met ourselves. Well, yes, I'm Jesse Case. I own an Outsider Audio studio uh, in a barn in scenic Alhambra, Illinois, mm. population 628. I think that's what's on the sign. It's soon to be 629, though. Six tw- that's true, 629, yeah, yeah because Any also, day. Yeah, literally, any minute now, right? <laughs> I'm expecting my third kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. this, <laughs> this interview almost didn't happen. Like, I was on the phone with him last week, and he's like, listen, like, hey, literally buddy. any day, my wife's going to be given birth. So, like, any, this yeah. might not, like, the, this interview might not get finished because we might have to. Yeah, I'm it. on, I'm literally on uh, a full alert here. Yeah. We'll see. Although, I will also say, Smart Money is on the full moon because both of my previous two kids have been born on full moons. Okay. Okay. Yeah, for mm-hmm. which I'm trying not to read too much into sure. for, like, uh, you know, occult it's noteworthy, purposes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I already live on the set of a horror movie. The last thing I need is <laughs> werewolf children running around. <laughs> right, right, or right. Or maybe. Well, what would it be that maybe they're children born to fight the werewolf? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Positive. Man, you could create a whole, like, based on a true story. Yeah, right. You know? Exactly. We'll see. Hopefully yeah. not. If this audio thing doesn't pan out. <laughs> Cut to some Netflix horror special about, like, you know, the studio. <laughs> Directed by the Midnight Mass guy. That's based um, on my life. Holy shit. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. My name's Jesse Case. Yeah. I have werewolf children. <laughs> yeah, please go uh, First thing about me. I have two soon-to-be-three uh, soon werewolf children. Uh, and we all live together uh, until, you know, until they rise up and kill me a la Children of the Corn. Love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, we've been out here for about three years. Before that, I was in Chicago for 10 mm-hmm. or so, just doing all things music. I did um, a lot of work around the city. I did a lot of work at uh, Second City, the comedy theater, okay. where I was and remain a, a, a music director there. Okay. Um, yeah. And that's kind of the, how, that was sort of my in into the music uh, uh, industry, so I got to do a lot with them. Got to a lot of uh, production work, mm-hmm. um, and then through them, a lot of like uh, just you know, kind of their larger artistic networks. So I started producing albums for comedians. That was kind of like okay. a weird in. So I did like my first big project was uh, T.J. Miller's comedy album. I watched the video. <laughs> was that shot here? It was. It wasn't shot. No, no. I, wish. I was like, hold on, that's a barn. <laughs> that is. Yeah, right. No, that was some space that he rented in L.A. because he spent like just so much of his own money. Yeah. On that album, like that was a lot of. It, it, I mean, because normally when you record an album with a comedian, right? You know, it's like, hey, we're gonna like DIY the crap out of this thing. Yeah. And I've had a lot of success with that as well of course but yeah. like he you know he had like he was like newly newly vested in his hbo dough <laughs> at that point so like yeah we went to like we were at um uh oh god it's what's it like 
Electrolux Studios or something is what it's called. It's the oldest working studio in LA. Oh, nice. And like the guy who owns it runs or the uh, or composes for like Red Dead Redemption. Oh. And all those Rockstar games and stuff like huh. that. Incidentally, Rockstar, that, that venture capital group now owns Second City. So, you yeah. know. What goes around comes Exactly, around. exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's my personal Venn diagram. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like I, we, were, we, were, we had it mastered at this amazing place in LA. And it was just like, it was that was the first time that I was like really in a proper studio. And like, mm-hmm. oh, this is an SSL board. Holy shit. Right. And here we are recording like... <laughs> You know, some of the dumbest raps that have ever been put <laughs> it almost, to It almost felt like, uh, what's the word? It felt like a disgrace to the board, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. But an intentional doing? one. Right, so, right. So then it's okay. Yeah, yeah, so that way. And then from there, it was just like, you know, I got to, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, work with a whole bevy of folks in Chicago. And yeah, yeah to the point where I was like, I'm going to leave Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, while well, we were looking for, like, kind of uh, uh, in the vein of, like, the, you know, four-hour work week. Mm-hmm. lifestyle design kind of thing. So I was like, well, what's a way that I can live, you know, it, or at least ideally, you know, mm-hmm. if this thing works out right. where like, you know, the way that I would like to live and, you mm-hmm. know, kind of have some semblance of a work-life balance, which right. as we uh, all experience in which I, you know, even out here continue to ex- experience is next to impossible in this field. Yeah. But you know, what's a way I can at least like approach that mm-hmm. and also, you know, just create a spot. Cause I do obviously, you know, in addition to working with bands, a fair bit of my own, mm-hmm. you know, production work and composition work for bands and commercials and all that kind of stuff is like, how can I, I can build a space for, for myself that I can work out of and also kind of tactically have bands in yeah. without spending $1 million. Right. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. It uh, uh, turned out that like, you know, property value was a big part of that equation. So yeah. So how did, here we how, are. Yeah. How did like the barn itself, you said when we talked earlier, yeah. you said that you moved out here about three years ago, about three years ago. Yeah. So which came first, the desire to live where you live or to have a studio in a barn? I think it was, it's a bit of both, okay. you know, because we definitely looked at like, can we go out to the like, the, you know, kind of the Chicago burbs and get mm-hmm. like a little bit more space, right. or should I like try and kind of find a rental spot? Yeah, instead of like in full Chicago, send yes, in Illinois. exactly, right. exactly, yeah. So yeah. we kind of looked at all of it and kind of as we sort of, the we being me and my wife, who kind mm-hmm. of is, it, it, you know, has been a huge help in sort of like helping me literally do everything about this place, but the actual, Mm -hmm. you know, sitting down at the board of it. So, you know, thank God for her first and foremost, but like, yeah, as we sort of started to look at kind of what we wanted and what we wanted the space to be, Mm -hmm. you know, it sort of started trending more and more towards like, Oh, barn, I, you know, like destination studio, Mm, you know, and then which was solidified when we're like, well, we should at least like go look Mm -hmm. in the general area. Cause part of it also was like, we had our our, our uh, we had a the first year of our, of our first kid yeah. was in Chicago in a condo with no family nearby, mm. which like if you have kids you know is impossible and horrible, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. shout out to I like also just like that's a fundamental weakness on my part because there are single mothers out there right. who are doing it with no re- resources whatsoever, <laughs> and like you know so those are the those are the everyday superheroes, right? But like. Yeah. And Eve, my wife and I working together in tandem, not having family around, we're like, this has to stop. Mm-hmm. So we're like, let's at least look now that we kind of have this idea brewing. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's kind of down in the general vicinity of where her parents live and where she's from. Okay. Which is kind of why we picked this area. Okay. And pretty much immediately found this place. Yeah. Which was like, you know, this ju- just, you know, gigantic barn. That's what we were, you know, size to avoid mm-hmm. like, you know, near-term reflection, looking for some kind of like natural yeah. acoustic quality to it. So the idea was kind of at the same time, let's find a house and let's find... Let's find a house with a barn. Or mm-hmm. if we can, one of the things we thought about doing was like, if we can find like a barn just sitting by itself mm-hmm. that maybe we could kind of commute to, mm-hmm. you know? So that was, you know, in the picture. But, you know, it's like the the barn market's real cold right now, folks, in case you're looking. <laughs> <laughs> or they may have changed since the pandemic. I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe barn real estate has gone through the roof. <laughs> Who knows, right? <laughs> you have to talk to my realtor. Yeah. My barn realtor. You have a barn guy. Yeah, I have a barn guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Listen, yeah. if you live in Southern Illinois, first things first, got to get a barn guy. <laughs> you got to get one. It's like a must. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but then, yeah, pretty quickly kind of found this place that checked most of the boxes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Instead, the barn, if we found out, was built in like the 60s. 
Okay. Or 70s. So wow. it's a real like vintage barn. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the house, uh, it could, and then uh, the, the, we're on five acres that were basically just like a cut. Mm-hmm. They cut a little triangle out of the surrounding what must be 900 acres of farmland. Huh. Um, so like it's on five acres, but it's also in the true, as you saw, yep. middle of literal nowhere. Like it felt like I was on a driveway, but it was a road. Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, exactly. We got we have all these. This is so we have all these Halloween decorations out there. We go crazy for Christmas. Probably get fifteen cars in October. <laughs> so like, right. it's just for it's all outward facing. I don't know. We should right. face it towards the house <laughs> because we're you. yeah nobody's seeing that shit. <laughs> that's you that'd know? be really funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're what like in the back. But yeah, so and then yeah, cut to like three months ago. Yeah, uh, when we finally. Uh, Got it open after a uh, you know uh, uh, pandemic related uh, delays in construction and building right. and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing, dude. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. It the place looks legit. Oh, thanks. Man. Uh, I'm stoked that I finally got to like see it. Yeah, see it in person, right? right? Yeah, the Insta doesn't do it justice. Right. I mean, yeah. I saw pictures. I feel like, and I would show like Ben or other people. Like, like I was like, he posted. He's literally just like wheeling a giant analog board, and I'm like a cart right now. That is amazing. <laughs> I literally <laughs> That's a did. I, I got it in Chicago. <laughs> and I just happened to find it on Facebook or something. Yep. I was like looking for a, looking for a deal. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, building on a budget, you kind of got to figure out, okay, where what are like going to be the tent pole things? Yep. And I'm mostly in the box, so I was like, a board is going to be like. I was I looked at doing like the slate thing for a minute, you know, with yeah. kind of the you know and going all in the and I looked at like a digital board like we talked about, yeah, you know, just to sort of kind of build it into the in the box and then mm-hmm. uh, and then found a hot deal on 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 the topaz and I was like I'm going for it, dude. Yeah, the analog world of things is something that I'd like to get more into. Yeah, I'm just not super like knowledgeable in yet, but. It's a process. Yeah. It's definitely like it's gotten to the I mean, this is a whole this is a podcast episode in and of itself. <laughs> yes, so right. and also like I don't want to get you or me and a bunch of angry hate mail from like the you know, from the real to real people. Right, right. You know, who are like on gear space right now stalking <laughs> looking for naysayers. But right. like, yeah, I th- I mean I think that the way that I have decided to use and and like I mean, case in point, I had like just maybe I don't even know if it's on camera right Probably now. Probably not, but we'll yeah, get it later. We got yeah, 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 for sure. You can get. Yeah, we'll do a hot cut in right B-roll. now. Yeah, yeah. All right, so right now this. is the camera montage of the nice. Yeah. Ooh, picture. look. Yeah, Ooh, look. Just, here's the preamps, and here's the here, like what you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And but yeah, so like this, and uh, that's the, the my my analog purchasing has all been very tactical based on like do mm. a, a sound that I perceive might. A like you know uh, appeal to, to you know to certain bands who like, but also and more importantly like sound that maybe would be really really hard to authentically get in the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So where you really really want to hear all the artifacting that comes from analog, right? Mm-hmm. Because good good analog approaches digital. Right. right. That's right. so like just get digital. <laughs> right. If a, you're looking for just good sound, <laughs> yeah. Just get just get digital. But right. if you're looking for like a real kind of tactical infusion of analog mm-hmm. into a digital environment, yeah. or at least that's what I'm looking for, and that's kind of infor- inform my 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 purchasing. Yeah, it feels like that's kind of the future. You're not right. Like obviously everything was analog at first because that's just how it was. Yeah. And then you know when digital came into the world, they're like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing. And I feel like now we're at a spot of like, how can we do both well? Yeah. Right. What what was good. About about uh, uh, about both, I, I think like that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 hybrid space. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, because like I mean, it's the same thing with like when stereo came out. Mm-hmm. Suddenly they were like grotesquely misusing it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. that's why everybody hears like the mono re-releases of like I don't know Bob Dylan or the Beatles or something where right. it comes out the way it was like an originally mixed. They're like, dang, this sounds good as hell. Right. It's like, oh yeah, because they put like you know John Lennon way off left. <laughs> Just because they could, you know, like, oh, it'll sound like you're in the room with them. I like don't if know. you listen to the right speaker yeah. isolated, it's a different song. Exa- right, you know? exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and then similarly, like, if you listen to like early digital shit, yeah. you know, like the, all the kind of like early ADAT, yeah. you know, it's just so crispy, <laughs> yeah. you know, which you don't even notice, I think, yeah. until you kind of, you know, start really listening for it, mm-hmm. you know, which is just sort of a general thing that <laughs> I will never keep in mind, but should, is like nobody's listening to music the way yeah. that I listen to music anymore. Right. Ruin music for myself by like <laughs> yeah. by you know sitting on this side of the board for too long. Yep. You know, but like now I listen to stuff like that and like I just it's like almost you get critical. Yeah, it's right. almost unlistenable. <laughs> right. Early digital, like you know, like some of those early like uh, my my wife is like a super like '90s 
country fan. Yeah. You know, and like all of those real like early ADAT yeah. like country records are yep. like are just like thin. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're like, I could do so much better. <laughs> well, I'll, st- I'll stop short because, you know, given the technology they had and also because, you know. Right. Like, I would th- then it's like, oh, yeah, well, prove it, bud. <laughs> right. And you're like. <laughs> yeah. Just listening now to some of that stuff. It's like, you know, they really went, went all in on getting that high end back that you lose right. when you go to tape, especially like, you know, half inch. Right. Right. So. So what has been. In your experience, it could be in this studio, although mm. it's pretty new, so maybe it's not. What's been some of the craziest recording situations or stories that you've been in? I know you've said you've worked a lot with comedians, and that has lent itself oh, to some yeah. pretty ridiculous things. Uh, but if you had to pick, like, a man, this was just, I didn't think I'd be here. Right. I w- yeah, the... Um the T.J. The Miller album is probably a really good example just because that was like a real, just in terms of experience, like mm-hmm. zero to 60. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. going to like these unbelievable studios. Yeah. And like here I am bringing like a beat that I made on like Logic stock drums, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like wholly out of this? my league. Like one guy, I uh, then, well, I'm actually doing this now, but like one of the guys I was working at really, really, incredible dude at the studio fourth street studios mm-hmm. where we did some kind of like ancillary tracking that's in santa monica yeah really really cool boutique studio that sort of is like they had a loft space like i have and huh. it was just this really awesome spot and rolled in and they were running um pro tools like we were talking about earlier through tape mm-hmm. but not to tape right so you could do like secondary tracking through a tape machine okay you know and like get that get that tape tape vibe, vibe yeah. without having to print, you know, like to, or to, to record to it okay. separately and then like spend the time reprinting. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, so he spent like 10 minutes walking me through this and it might as well, if somebody might as well have been like <laughs> speaking Portuguese to me. And then like later after the only thing I could think of was why, but why <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> you have the, you know, so like, yeah, I was uh, just so incredibly out of my depth yeah. and I can't even really like listen to that album anymore to be honest because so much of the production is so like like when I get you know uh, so much stuff that like you just don't know not to do mm-hmm. like handing a thing that was all that had already been put through a limiter yeah. just like that I was keeping on my logic like master bus just uh-huh. because just like well that's how you get it not to peak uh-huh. you know like uh, uh, and then handing that to like a legitimate mastering guy oh. you know who is charging us Post like limiter. multiple thousands of dollars <laughs> to master this album handing him like you know waves that I had already run through a limiter <laughs> you know and have me like here you go oh, okay yeah here it is back with like some EQ I guess I don't know what you know <laughs> right. so just like not knowing fundamental stuff and like yeah also, though, you know, realizing after the fact and trying to keep in mind that that stuff doesn't matter mm-hmm. as much as I always think it matters. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I did. Um, the, here's a, This is another wholly unrelated crazy story from the opposite side of the equation. Yeah. Where like uh, uh, I did. So like through my work with Second City, I got, you know, and working with comedians, one of the guys that I work a lot with is Chris Red, who's on SNL. Okay. And I got a chance early on to do to produce a beat for SNL for like a track that they uh, uh, were making. Wow. Uh, yeah, for, yeah, for, cause that ended up going up on the show, which is like, nice. yeah, that writer's room also, by the way, is the most brutal room. I, I'm not, really? I, I have very little, I have only ancillary experience yeah. through kind of continuously pitching stuff with Chris. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a couple, this is all a couple years ago at this point. Yeah. You know, but like, you know, he, we pitched one thing, got it. I was like, oh, great, this is easy. 10 more things, you know, that I kind of would send him beats <laughs> right. for, none of which, you know, yeah, so like, they like, don't like this. Well, they, yeah, they only take the, you know, the, the I guess the idea is the cream rises to the top. So every Everybody's right, right. pitching a thousand things, and then the mm-hmm. you know they're, what they perceive as the best makes it to the show. Right. This thing, you know, God willing, and the crick don't rise, made it to the show. Right. And so, like, you got a text? Is that your wife? Oh, let's see. Scottish, Scottish, no, it's not. Thank you very pregnancy much. Pregnancy check? No, it's not. Yeah, pregnancy check. We're good. We're good. Got you back. Sorry. Go on. Thanks, bud. <laughs> SML. Uh, yeah. Right. 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 So, like, uh, uh, so this thing, like, within a week, mm-hmm. this thing that I had made, like, on a whim with him six years ago. This beat. He's like, hey, man. 
we're pitching this thing as like this track uh, that was tentatively titled Permission, uh-huh. uh, which is this, you know, the joke of it is like, it's this hot club track, but it's talking about like consent <laughs> and like, you know, just rapping about like really making sure that you're like yeah. <laughs> respectful, yeah. you know, like, uh, which is like a really dirty beat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's this, you know, this beat that I had, like, I kind of, uh, uh, had more production experience within the sort of, you know, the five years mm-hmm. that I had made it with Chris. Yeah. But then, and then he's like, Hey, I'm pitching this for the show. So I sent him the beat, sent him a newer version of the beat. So within a week, Lil Wayne gets on it. Cause he's the musical guest. Okay. Yeah. It's like, Hey man, Lil Wayne's going to be on this track. It's like, Oh shit. Okay. And then suddenly out of, no- I still don't know how this happened. Like Chris texts me. He's like, future is going to be on this beat. <laughs> Like what? Like he's not the musical guest. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how this. I still don't know. But suddenly, future is on this. So he's like, "Can you work up? Like, can you add a new section? You add another eight bars, so future can get on this." <laughs> and you're like, "Sorry, I just what? can't." And then like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's I, like, I no, no, I can't. Sorry, I'm I'm really busy. You're like, listen, that song has to be as many bars as it is. Yeah, exactly. Right. We're at listen, cap. it's three minutes and out. Exactly. So, but then they. Well, of course, it goes through this like intense series of rewrites because yeah. the you know. The, the uh, suddenly a team is on it, punching it up and kind of like making it as, yeah. you know, as getting as many eyes on it ahead of time and like um, adding verses for like Pete Davidson was on it as this mm-hmm. is like he was playing this character, Uncle Butt. And like, <laughs> <laughs> and like It's really funny to me thinking that there's just such an intense writing room for a comedy sketch show. Oh, you it's know the what I most mean? intense because they have to, I mean, like, you know, the, the, theoretically the speed of it yeah. will undercut the quality. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to get the quality back through like intenseness of vetting. Right. I guess. Right. It's just like, you know, a group of people like intensely being like, all right, so uncle butt is going to be out yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, it's just a funny. I've image. known a lot just through second city. I've known a lot of people who've been in that room and yeah. they all come out just like, you know, eyes glazed over at the end of it. You know, yeah. I mean, some people really work well in that situation, mm-hmm. you know, and God bless because right. some people also are just like, I don't, I, I didn't, uh, I, uh, you right. know what I mean? And with good reason, that shit's intense. I right. I saw the narrowest glimpse into it. Yeah. The narrowest glimpse. And yep. even then I'm like, holy shit. Right. But so suffice to say, like, this suddenly is like this fucking A-list track. Mm-hmm. And you're that, like, how did I get here? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's amazing. And the video turned out great. Yeah. I sent like the guy who was working on because of the speed, you know, like the, their music director, I kind of was in touch to sort of like send because he's the guy who does a lot of their production. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's amazing. He's won all these Emmys for his work. Okay. Um, I kind of only know him again, very, very tangentially. Yeah. Um, uh, but I sent him well, I sent him just for the sake of the demo, uh-huh. like a mastered MP3. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's already kind of gone through like, you know, some very limited processing on mine, but at least mm-hmm. to kind of like get it up to like a radio ready, yep. LUFS, all that kind of crap. Right. With the assumption I'm going to send, you know, I have a six negative six dB mm-hmm. track already. I've done some stuff to it, mm-hmm. you know, and I send him this. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, we're good. And I was like, what? He's like, oh, no, we're good. The track you sent is good. It's already in production. You're good. I'm like, you used, you put vocals over my mastered MP3. <laughs> you put Futures vocals over my mastered MP3 and mixed it that way. And oh, like, that, oh. I know, I know. That's, did it sound like karaoke? You, n- see, this is the thing. I kind of don't like how it sounds on, you know, on you. And then also, just keeping in mind, you know, you have to mix to a special, to certain LUFS to, you mm-hmm. know, to have shit not get reduced mm-hmm. on like YouTube and on Spotify. Okay, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You got like Spotify does like negative 14 or whatever. So yeah. if you're too far up above that, then mm-hmm. it'll just knock your shit down. It'll sound way quieter than everybody else's. That sounds like a conversation we need to have. That is a whole conversation. Yeah, it's, that's a whole. Teach me your way. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's well, that's that's Spotify effectively putting it into the loudness wars, which again is an entire. See, that's a series of podcasts. And I know because I've listened <laughs> to a series of podcasts. Yeah. Specific. It's called The Mastering Show. It's very good. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's a Shout mastering out. podcast. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah, exactly. To uh, uh, Ian Fuck. Whoever. <laughs> Is that his name? <laughs> Ian Fuck. Yes. No, that's... Uh, God, I'm... Uh, anyway, very, very well regarded yeah. mastering engineer mm-hmm. uh, uh, who hosts this podcast. Yeah. So, you know, so you send something... Uh, already this thing, the mm-hmm. file that I sent him without any vocals on it mm-hmm. was well above the ideal, yeah. you know, YouTube mix, YouTube level of mix. Then you're going to add vocals to it and mix it again. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Cut to it coming out. You know, it sounds fine. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It sounds every, you know, like it does exactly what it needs to. The right. vocals are clear. You can hear Plus, the beat, but it does, you know, like. Like in the name of fairness, you're probably not going to get like super like um, arrogant audio engineers trying to like critique comedy Comedy rap, rap right? You know? Well, that is Probably. until I put it, you know, until I try and go and put that shit on my portfolio. Right, that's you true. You know, something like, oh no, man, that sounds pretty smashed. <laughs> yeah, like, so if you've listened this far in and you're thinking about working at Outsider, just know that I would never <laughs> track vocals mix and on, a, master, on a pre-master with, yeah, instrumental exactly, track. with an instrumental track that was already mixed and mastered. <laughs> hey, you know, live and learn, right? Yeah, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's just, I mean, like, yeah, I have... A, a thousand I'm lucky to have a thousand stories of like people who went on to get famous mm-hmm. from like just working at Second City yeah you know because that yeah, obviously that's such a, like a, a cool spot and like a you know breeding ground for the right who's who yeah dude man so now where you're sitting in this space like what are kind of your dreams and visions for this place going forward you've been here officially open for like three months yeah 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 Um. Not so that. correct me if I'm wrong I feel like you're like What's to come in the future? You know, how are we going to do this? What What's it going to look like? For sure, for sure. So what is it going to look like? Gosh, I guess it's like, you know, in that, in that like, B-plus Queen movie with Remy Malek, whatever the hell that was called. Um, no, I don't. You know what I'm talking about? I'm going to pretend I do that. All right, all right, word. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, so there's yeah. this, yeah, the, uh, uh, the, damn it, what's it's the movie that just came out with, I'm going to remember it as soon as we stop taping. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, Brandon, so you remember, do you know, any idea what I'm talking about? No. No, we're, all right, cool, <laughs> <No>. cool. <laughs> ben Crowder, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, uh, anyway, Remy Malek, uh, mm-hmm. incredible performances, Freddie Mercury, the yeah. rest of the movie is- Oh, you're talking about- like the the Queen biopic. Mm-hmm. Oh, where he's, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody, for Christ's sake. Yeah, yeah the movie that was titled based on their, one of their exactly. most exactly you know popular songs. One hundred percent. They yeah. go and recorded a barn in that movie oh, to yeah? record. I think Night at the Opera. Yeah. Uh. Uh. That's the, That's the. That's the vision. That's the gold standard. We, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. To have the next Queen come and record their. The, yeah. Like, yeah. I think, or at least like that vibe, right? Yeah. I don't think I'm necessary. In fact, maybe to an to an extent, I'm like avoiding that, mm-hmm. um, like or avoiding having like yeah. I I like I li- I like it being a spot where everyday bands mm-hmm. can come out yeah and just have a spot to retreat, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So like I mean, you saw like the upstairs and we got the fire pit out back, right? Oh, yeah. You know That's what legit. I mean? Like it's there's literally nothing around. Yeah. So like. It's it kind of it's it's different than going into the city to go to a studio, it and feels then you go out like, to a bar and you like kind of have like the city experience, mm-hmm. or you're like like your local spot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where like this is this this is kind of like my go to. Yeah, yeah. Like that. The reason is part of the reason anyway. It's called outsider audio is to mm-hmm. sort of just like the general idea of getting outside, mm-hmm. right? Whether that's like outside the box, yeah, or it's just, you know, just the literal outdoors, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Which I certainly, I'm from Colorado originally, but then spent those 10 years in Chicago and okay. really started to miss, yeah. like, easy access to nature. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. I, there's something, I don't know, something about that. So, like, in a in a small, easy-to-get way, mm-hmm. providing that. Plus, just like, I mean, I think really the, every... Every good studio session mm-hmm. that I've been in from like, you know, the real high end studios yeah. that I've been in in Chicago and LA to like, um, you know, to the be- to the bedroom recording, right? That I right. used to do back in the day. Yeah. Like what separated the good from the bad mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily gear first. Yeah. That came into play, of course, but like right. what, what separated, what was first and foremost, it was like the vibe. Mm-hmm. And the energy, right? Mm-hmm. So, like that is uh, when I talked about like what I spent money on. Yeah. You know what I mean? What I what I how I allocated budget. Yeah. Because at first I was like, get a good board, man, because mm-hmm. that's what's going to bring the people in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you get yourself a, get yourself an SSL for Christ's sake, and right. You know what I mean? Like, or an API board. Get yourself, or, or you know, like yeah, impress them with what you. Yeah, got. right. Exactly. Yeah. Impressed with gear, which I think is like. I mean, you know, the second I can afford, right, <laughs> like yeah. you know, like yeah. a, you know, it's like a small format API that that bad boy's coming in. Better right. believe it. But but it's not necessarily like your success or failure. Yeah, that's like you know that it, that ultimately will not contribute to the vibe. Yeah. As much as just like you know stuff like making sure the loft is right. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. making like you know dumps like how does it how does it feel when you're recording here? Mm-hmm. How easy is it to record here? You know what I mean? Like how uh, how what's what's the workflow like? Yeah. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. You're like how you just like how how easy is it? How comfortable is it? How fun is it? Mm-hmm. Like how good do you feel? Yeah. When you're out here. So I mm-hmm. want it to just be a place where people come and record and just like feel good. That's cool. You know what I mean? And because, whether that's a big band or it's yeah. a, like kind of, you know, folks who are just starting out. I don't know. I've really like a lot of the folks I've been working with in these past three months have been people who are newer, mm-hmm. you know, to like a proper studio yeah. recording experience. And that's just like my, I, I love that. Yeah. You know, cause the bar is real low. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of like, cause they don't know. No, but the, you know what I mean? Because like, it's, like, Hey, yeah. you ever heard of TJ Miller? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's kind of cool though. What's up? So this died. Oh, word. You're a blessing because you have a plug right here. Oh yeah. Go. Get in yeah. there. So, They're, oh, oh word! Okay, cool. Like so Do you feel like there's a there's a natural? Maybe we'll just keep this whole part in the podcast. Yeah, we can. <laughs> <Real>. <laughs> this is truly real candid. Exactly. Truly candid. This is podcast recording. This is real podcast <laughs> recording, man. Stuff this is real. we faked nothing. We faked, we faked nothing. Um, yeah. No, but I mean, <laughs> there we go. Let me know when you're ready. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Turn on the front screen, please. You want to be able to see yourself. I get it. Okay. Continue. Right. No, no. but what I was, <laughs> no, but like that is the thing with music. I feel like is the culture to it really contributes to the creativity of it, right? Like, yeah. If you're truly into music, it's not just a matter of you know how does this beat sound or how does the mix sound overall or what what parts are we gonna compose. There's yeah. the experience of it. And so that's why I think like leaning into the side of having a loft and having a studio and bringing people in like it actually serves the music as well. Oh, couldn't agree more. Yeah. I mean, like it's a recording is, you know, the people talk about hearing this, hating the sound of their own voice, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, you can extend that though to any, any instrument that you're passionate about. Right. You know, or any music, any song you've written that you're pa- like, that's a really vulnerable yeah. process, which I think is a, something that a lot of like you know, folks who sit behind a board mm-hmm. kind of don't, you know, they don't quite empathize with enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like how, especially for a newer, newer mm-hmm. artist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or somebody who's really trying to do something, you know, meaningful or like mm-hmm. do sort of something different, trying to somebody, try, trying to get outside of the box. Yeah. There's a lot of inherent vulnerability in there. Right. Because right? trying to do something that no one else has done. Or is, that you haven't done. Something that you outside, have, yeah, getting oh, yeah. outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. That's a huge, you outsider know, outsider audio. audio. Here Ha-ha. we are. Yes, exactly. Nice. I mean, literally though, you know, like that's uh, I think that something about getting away from everything mm-hmm. is really conducive to that. I yeah. think, you know, just like in whatever way you want to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, just, just separate yourself yeah, I think that's a really cool vision to have. So it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, like the goal is not so much to have big names in, although if that happens, it's great. It's more to be the studio that like someone comes in, it's like someone's first studio and then they go off to something big and you're like, hey, I recorded their first album. Like they actually, I was kind of the launching pad to get them there. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that's it. it and even, I think to expand on that even more, just like, just a spot where people can come to do something different. Mm. right mm-hmm. like whatever that is yeah and do it like you know productively uh efficiently mm-hmm. you know safely yeah whatever that means yeah you know and just just like get out and do it man mm-hmm. you know like that's the yeah a, a retreat yeah well that's, that's the dope. cool thing with this spot is it's like so out in nature <laughs> it really is you, know, you, know, like, I, you couldn't be more out retreat. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> hey, it truly is like when you think of a retreat spot it's like this is it. Yeah, yeah right. we got a fireplace out back, and yeah, yeah, yeah right. Totally. Also, yeah, there's a yeah a whole ass fire pit out on the back. So yeah, yeah. it really kind of yeah you know, works with the brand. Right, we got a bonfire tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you're welcome to light it up. I think the wood is truly soaking wet, but <laughs> hey, we can try. Good luck. Yeah, right. We can try. We'll get on film later. Here's <laughs> pause for a, a, yeah. a cut. Yeah, a some, cut more B-roll. <laughs> some more B roll. Some more B roll. Some B roll. Fire. Fan on fire. Running across. Right. Exactly. B roll. Also, like another. There's um oh what's the name of it is I'm gonna say Eagle Wind Studios and I'm gonna be wrong uh-huh. but there's a place up in the Colorado mountains that okay. was sort of like 
pretty well known that like where like I think Elton John recorded a few records, Ooh. which was just like this beautiful retreat studio that I emulate. Yeah. Uh, except for having burned down, <laughs> <laughs> oh. having been a total loss, I think in the nineties or eighties or something. Dang. I know. Yeah. Right. So, you know, like, so, but I built a fire pit. So, you know, you should reach fault. out to Elton John and be like, listen, listen, yeah. Does this look familiar? <laughs> so, standing. I'll, I'll call him up sorry to bother you elton <laughs> i don't think it was his studio in fairness i think it was you know like a, somebody who was in like elo you know, or something right but you know that's also wrong guarantee you know, that's wrong you never know until you ask that's true right exactly right. yeah just when in doubt call up elton john right <laughs> when in doubt a, call elton call, call, that's my that DMs. is like <laughs> that's why i'm so glad that i have like my wife in the picture as opposed to me because i would i like this is such a stupid stereotype, <laughs> but I'm super bad at self-promotion. Yeah. Which is, just, you know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. one of those like weenie things that people use as like a point of pride. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I'm so into the art and I'm so bad. It's no, you're, you know, like <laughs> you're just a weenie. <laughs> That's all it is. You know, but my wife in the meantime is like, hey, Breland's coming through town. Like, you know, like he would be perfect. Yeah. You know, like that's the guy who did, he's like the, uh, you know, Breland. No, like, I don't. Oh God, he's just the best. Okay. Like yeah, like okay. uh, I was gonna say up and coming, but he's he's here, right? You know, like <laughs> <laughs> relatively new though. He's yeah. like kind of country fusion hip hop artist. Okay. He's oh, like cool. exactly the type of is music he, that is I he like. Bro country. What? No, no. Okay. He's like um uh just like interesting hybrid hip hop. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, That's different. Country, like, well, I think, like, presenting as a country artist, mm -hmm. but, like, really bring it, because, I mean, country's been, you know, cribbing liberally from hip-hop, you know, <laughs> and then voting Republican for, <laughs> for years now, you know, but he's, like, the first one, like, to come in, like, and he's, like, he's, I don't know, just for so many ways, he's doing it exactly right. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, Breland, if you're watching, come through. <laughs> we'll come hang. A, would love to, but she's, like, let's reach out, you know, like, what's the worst he could say is no, and my, like, you know, my brain is like, no, you know, <laughs> right? right. Yeah, don't talk to him. Right. Don't let him know. Don't tell anyone that we have a studio. So of your, so of your own admission, the reason we're here is because your boy. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, right. You're 100%. No. So yes, thank you for forcing me to promote myself. That was dope. And yeah, thank you to you and my wife. Thank yeah, you for letting that me order. promote you. Yes, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, pleasure's all mine. So <laughs> tell me, what has been in the process of... I guess I, my question is twofold. What has been some of the challenges that you've faced in this field in general? And what are some of the challenges that you've felt in kind of stepping out into your own? Because you said this is kind of really your first yeah. stab at like, I'm doing this for myself. I think that's exactly it is like, so my job at Second City for a long time, certainly how I got like, how I, you know, got started in music really mm -hmm. in general in any kind of like pay me money kind of way yeah. <laughs> yeah, is a, um, is as a music director at second city. So, which okay. is a terrible title for what it does because it's not actually a music director at all. Mm -hmm. Basically it's the, if you go see a show on the, on one of their stages or see a touring company show, mm -hmm. it's the, it's the person at the piano just to the left of the stage in the dark, mm -hmm. running all the sound, a lot of the, doing all the sound design, any kind of pr ancillary production work and playing the actual piano, of course. Oh. So improvising and, you know, doing the songwriting, all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. So it was like, that was good training, incidentally, because it's like a little bit of everything. Right. And also 90% of what people pitch you is like, hey, can you make something that sounds like X? Mm -hmm. So suddenly you got to like dig into like a music production blog and be like, okay, how, what is an 808? Right. <laughs> <laughs> For example. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, how do I make something sound like Kanye? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't it's think like, even Kanye knows how to make something sound like Kanye. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So like there was... Um, the uh uh th that job is very much like uh, off to the shadow uh, you know in uh, mm -hmm. on the side of the stage in in the literal shadows yeah right where like you if you're doing it right you're not being noticed mm -hmm. you know in a very that's like a that's a kind of a good rule of thumb for like a musical improviser yeah right and it, it, for parts of this job ports pretty well right mm -hmm. like where you kind of like a good engineer 
mm-hmm. for example, you know what I mean? Like you should absolutely not be inserting yourself yeah. into the creative process mm-hmm. unless it's ways that are really kind of like not noticed, mm-hmm. you know? So you kind of have to sort of take a point of pride in being an unsung hero. Yeah. But also, you know, the creative output that you're participating in, mm-hmm. you know, if it, if it like fails or if it's not well, you know, or like by whatever measure you want to judge it, right? you know, if th- then you don't have any kind of real like skin in that game, mm-hmm. you know, you can kind of, you can continue, you can, you can leave with your ego unbruised. Yeah. Right. Whereas like this, this mm-hmm. is Jesse case. Right. You know what I mean? Like this you. studio is like, yeah, that's me front and center Yeah, on the website, you know? So like, this is really the first time that I've re- like really gone uh, undergone create. Like I don't really release. I, I put out like an album of original stuff mm-hmm. when I was whole different story working on a cruise ship. Wow, <laughs> and like yeah for a very very long story short had a lot of time to kill so i had like a re- mobile recording rig with me on said cruise ship and made like an album mm-hmm. that's the last time i've really released like original stuff yeah you know like uh uh so other than that it's all been like hey i'm producing this thing for you yeah you know what i mean and like my name is attached in a very ancillary way or when you're working on the second city stages mm-hmm. like you're not real you know you're doing a lot of the songwriting yeah but it's you're not like your writing is all very like intentionally subservient to what the cast are writing because they're mm-hmm. the, they're billed as the writers in right. the show right so like it, having something where like this is jesse case this is him Front and center, mm-hmm. <laughs> buckle in. Is it's it's a it's mentally challenging. Yeah, it's truly horrifying. Right, I hate it and I'm quit. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> this like, is it, folks. Well, maybe if don't I'm, contact me <laughs> if outsider audio grows and you have to hire more people. Right, if that yeah. ever happened, then you can sure. hire someone to be like, run this. Let me do this. <laughs> yeah, and even like I mean, even of like the stuff that I do that sort of like is theoretically like me frontline mm-hmm. is like commercial scoring. Okay. Right. You know what I mean. So like, what does that I, look like? So well, that's like some, but like I, some of the video producers that I work with, mm-hmm. you know, like will write to me. He's like, hey, we're making a, I'm making a spot for this, for this company. Mm-hmm. You know, here's the budget. Yeah. Um. Uh. Will you make it? And I'll, you know, write something kind of based on a interview with a client or whatever. Yeah. Instead and, of like pulling something from a royalty free platform. Yeah. That exactly. Could exactly. be used in a bunch of other places. You're. Yeah, yeah, that's but that's yeah, it's just sort of like bespoke music for that kind of thing, or like yeah. you know, like just recently I worked on one where there was like uh, original choreography, okay, to it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like, and even then, like even now, this shit is out, and I'm <laughs> hesitant to like say the brand name, right? Uh, because in part, like that's such like a shadow operation. Yeah, you know what I mean? So like, I could very easily disclaim it if I'm gonna ask you for the, the links to all of these. Oh, things you got later. it right, exactly. So that like en route to our next interview, we can I have just, a few on. Well, yeah. I have like two. I have. The, my personal website and my and the outsider audio website. Okay, one of which links to the other. So, like what the, are they? Oh yeah, for sure. Know, thanks for asking Plug. yourself. Yeah, thank, not, you, thank you, Ben. <laughs> it's just uh, jessiecasemusic.com and then outsideraudio.com. Mm-hmm. We had this conversation on the way. Jesse with an I is typically the spelling for like girls named Jesse. Right? Yes, and then yes. Without and with an E. We we had this whole, whole debate. <laughs> yes, whole debate that was like two minutes. They, I, there are definitely <laughs> it was like, not a long debate. As an example, the song "Jesse's Girl" I yep. believe is with an I. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think you can do it. Yeah. Both. Also, I mean, you know, it's never defined that Jesse might be a girl in the That's song. True. That's true. But uh, yeah, like um, where I wonder if yeah. I don't know if yeah, I don't know if they ever gender that Jesse in the song. I guess they don't. Very forward looking Rick Springfield. I yeah, guess you just have to just assume yeah, based right, on like exactly. the era, you know. Yeah. Well, they haven't decided yet. This is right. Yeah, gender's a spectrum. Educated yeah, guess. You heard it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Well, either was suffice to say, yes, the theoretically mm-hmm. Jesse the I makes it so it's short for Jessica. It's a weird pet peeve I have oh, when people spell sense. my name with an I. I, and I I could see that being frustrating. It's yeah. it's just such a dumb thing I mean, that nobody ca- you know what I mean like I, you know, your feelings are valid. Yes. You know? Right, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. So yeah, like yes, to the, that's the girl way. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yes, the yeah, girl yeah, way. Yeah, no I, so yeah, no I and Jesse when you're typing it in. Right, right. right. Okay. Yeah. Jessiecasemusic.com. Jessiecasemusic.com. Yeah, where there's so there's some like rando commercial scoring. Like there's one up there that I did for like Walgreens mm-hmm. back in the day and just a couple other small things. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Do you have plans for expansions and things in this space? Like, I haven't done this yet, but as soon as I can, I'm gonna. Yeah, I think in a dream world, like I'll I'll do the the bigger barn. Yeah. 
which is going to be tricky because the acoustics in there are awesome right now. Mm-hmm. And I know that if I do the, you know, if I do like insulation around it or something wrong, so you can really like record in, in there mm-hmm. in the depth of winter. Yeah. If I do that wrong, I'm going to ruin them. Mm-hmm. Because part of what's doing it is like, the, you know, these particular like, you know, tin walls or whatever the hell these things are, aluminum. Right. You know, like, and you know, the way that the wood is jutting out yeah, and like, you know, kind of the, like, I, cause I have like my, you know, I have, I have a full on riding mower in there. <laughs> you know <laughs> hey, what I mean? That's nice for diffusion. Like, you exactly. Know? Right. Yeah. Which doesn't like, yeah. If you want good diffusion, like, you know, don't get a bass trap, <laughs> go get just yourself a, like a, a Toro 56. A riding lawnmower. Yeah. It's just a straight up man, riding lawnmower. Just park it in does there. The job. Exactly. And I'll tell you what, yeah, that low frequency just eats it alive. No, yeah, like, um, uh, uh, but you know, I mean, for whatever reason, it yeah. sounds amazing in there. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really am nerve, almost nervous about upgrading. Yeah, you know. So, but at that point, theoretically, I have you know, you know, a queen budget, mm-hmm. and I can, you know, not the budget of a queen, but the budget of somebody <laughs> that queen <laughs> has recorded an album, in. or may, I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe they're See, similar. My brain, the way I processed that was like twin size bed, king, queen, <laughs> king. You know, Twi- oh yeah, so right. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, like England it's, queen, right? Yeah, it's England not queen. like yeah, full they're... out, but you're like you know a step down. Right. Yeah. Right. No. This. The, this is. Yeah. Well, theoretically, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. The queen is like <laughs> on that scale <laughs> if i really wanted to go high i would have said like you know like that that oil money budget <laughs> that lobbyist budget yeah you just build another barn right at that point i will build a whole studio whole other barn b yeah studio right so that yeah that's like the i think that's the dream but you know i mean pretty much like i was able to do everything that i wanted to yeah you know uh uh on the first because initially this was back like when uh, you know, the pandemic hit and suddenly yeah. like for, you know, a hot month in, you know, April, 2020, I had no work. Yeah. I was like, and maybe music was dead. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's like uh, uh, for a minute there, I was like, okay, we're going to just like really specifically focus on St. Louis bands and local bands mm-hmm. that don't need to stay and we won't build the loft, mm-hmm. you know? And then like, as like kind of the ship righted a little bit yep. and I was able to kind of like restart construction. I was like, no, you got to do you got to get the loft out here. You got to, you know, mm-hmm. spend the money because that's such a crucial part of yeah. the vibe and of what the space is. Mm-hmm. Because even like, I feel like even St. Louis bands, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, it's a couple artists from Collinsville, which is, you know, half an hour away, mm-hmm. you know, even them, you know, even, even that short, there's just like an appeal of like coming here you come here and you're here yeah you park you park your car you unpack yeah you maybe stay. you stay yeah. you maybe have a few drinks mm-hmm. you know you know or like you know some smoke some pot or whatever <laughs> and you can just really you know just and sit in it and you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about like what's going to happen you don't have work the next morning yeah. right yeah. you know that kind mm-hmm. of thing yeah yeah and i i will say that that would be really appealing to me as a musician to be like, man, like we're gonna make an event out of it. Yeah, I'm just gonna like it try to crank retreat. out some hours. It's a yeah. retreat. Yeah, I yeah, mean, like, totally. so part of what influenced it, honestly, is there were so many bands, a couple of whom actually have since come down here, nice. <laughs> in all or in part, um, uh, who like are this is like they're 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 not maybe musicians who are like ever really hoping to make a career out of it. Mm-hmm. It's just like this is what I love doing. This is what I spend my disposable income on. Yeah. And the band comes down and it sort of is like a vacation. It's like a guy's weekend. Yeah. You know, like where you kind of go out and you record your album. Mm-hmm. And we just like, the band is just, we, we, we're we doing this because we love it. Well, yeah. for bands that tour a lot, like. Also, yeah. Like, like yeah, any band. This is so different than tour because right. you just are staying in a spot. You're really getting away from city life. Yeah. yeah. Well, and to that point, like usually, you know, if you're a touring band, you're in cities, you're mm-hmm. in no ways all of the time. And like you have a specific timeline to record your album. Like we have to go and we have to write the stuff. We have to get it done because we have to go back on tour. Right. And so being able to have a space that feels like a pause, even though it's productive, is yeah, still exactly. a break. Yeah, it's kind of the best of both worlds. Because yeah. like, cool. as I'm sure you know, you know, vacations are vacations are really tough. <laughs> yeah. When, like mentally, when you really like what you do, right? Right. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like speaking of work life balance, you know yes. what I mean? Like yeah. yeah. So when you that's sort what of, we were gonna talk about. Yeah. I couldn't remember. I was like, <laughs> oh, we, we said offline there was something we were gonna talk about, yeah. and then we didn't. So we talk about it on the podcast. Work life balance. Work. Yeah. Right. So that this is a good spot if you are somebody who's very like me, mm-hmm. very bad at work life balance and has mm-hmm. real no no desire. You know you should, mm-hmm. but you also have like no desire 
to like actively instigate it and in you your life because you just want to be working. Work yeah, exactly. Your work your is your play is. and it's such a blessing. <laughs> yeah. But also you're, you know, I mean, and I've, we probably have all experienced this. Your work will really rapidly start to suck mm-hmm. if all you do is work. Right. You need mm-hmm. that mental break. So the mm-hmm. balance here, theoretically, especially for a band who's like on tour, mm-hmm. you know, you can take a break from the tour. Yep. You know, you get a really like legit loft space to chill out at. Mm-hmm. And also you can like appease your, you know, your monkey brain right. <laughs> by like getting a track done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. when you record yep. a single or you record your, or you like, I don't know, you bring your, you plug your laptop in. You know, this is mm-hmm. all Thunderbolt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so you just plug your own laptop in, you upload mm-hmm. your own project and you all, everything goes zoop. <sighs> Suddenly you have an ac- access to all this gear that you can just like, mm-hmm. then take your project with you. Yeah. You know, any, any and all of the above. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Work-life balance. I feel that. Like I... I mean, being someone that I just started, we just started Caffeinated Records like just over a year ago, you know, mid pandemic where you were like, I'm going to pause to build something. I was like, I'm going to start something. I remember like, (laughs) back in December 2019. Yeah. I was sitting there with my wife, you know, like, like turn to midnight. Like we just both feel so good about 2020. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be our year. You know, like, yeah, exactly. The the build is going to blow up. You know, we finally got the budget figured out. Our our contractors set the time aside. This is our year. Yeah, We got a timetable. Yeah. Yeah, Opening summer 2020 outside our audio. (laughs) Set it on the the website. Set it. God damn. <laughs> yeah that too oh, oh man God. but like you know starting a business as you know like there's just so much to it Oof. and like you you had the advantage for sure of having like a decent you know um steady stream of people that knew about you word of mouth and things like sure. that but even so like there's just so much to it and it's what it's I horrible. didn't expect but what I had learned is when you're leaving a job and you're now working for yourself doing it all yourself yeah you can't really hang up that hat Oh yeah, no. Oh, I mean, anybody in any kind of business and right. any like book on entrepreneurship, right? Tell you like, buckle up, buddy. Like, you have to be a hard worker. Yeah, for well, yeah, you have to like it. You have to like yeah. legitimately like right. it. I think somebody told me like I was. Uh, somebody mentioned recently to me they were talking. They were like, "Hey, so you you're like self employed. You work for yourself, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "So you get to like work whenever you want, right?" And I was like, "Ha." It's like it's a lot more like. I never stop working right. because it won't let me. Yeah, right. Well, you do work whenever you want, but you have to want to work all the time. Right. That's the thing. But yeah. like, yeah, so trying to find time for that balance, like you said, not just because it's healthy for you as a person, but in the creative world of things, you kind of need it or your work will suck. Yeah, what's the, um like the, the it's it's either like a, I, I fuck. I think it's Ernest Hemingway, mm-hmm. and you know, like shout out in the comments if I'm wrong. <laughs> has a quote that I'm going to vastly, you know, misquote right Have now. You tried, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you know, one of those guys. Yeah, like yeah, talking about like there's a he's got a great quote that I am not even going to attempt to recreate in full about needing you need it like. Go out and do other shit besides writing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'll be a bad writer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, in Hemingway's case, it was, you know, drinking and, oh. you know, and hunting. Was he the guy? He This may be a totally different thing, but someone basically, like, as a writer saying, like, you have to go out and live life so you have things to write about. Yeah. I think that's it. That's the, that. It's Yes. Yeah. It's, like it's a, the same or a similar quote. The for creative sure. re- process requires context of living life. To yeah. You're have actually, yeah you can't just write about writing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You got And I think, like, just you, to, to extrapolate on that i think there's a mental state right that comes from having a mm-hmm. having a break yeah right you know like even it's as simple as stepping outside for a minute so you you know mm-hmm. so you have fresh ears right you know like yep. taking or like just go walk around for christ's sake you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean like yep. yeah it's uh, the pro tip having kids is great for that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know like um uh, uh just because you know they like you know if you're doing it right require mm-hmm. you know your full time and full attention yeah you know what i mean yep. so like where you're like okay now i have to force myself to clock out or my kid is going to grow up to be a serial killer right yeah. <laughs> or a, you know or a werewolf yeah right 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 <laughs> either or yeah exactly exactly yeah. especially if they were born on the full moon right so right, like right, but right. yeah like um uh that's it's so a being you know literally right next to my house right is good for that literally a uh, dumpster yeah exactly and also like one thing that i found out here is like i really really like taking care of my lawn <laughs> i really love it <laughs> so endearing. like you know like i said so like you know that's hence the riding mower 
Right. You know, and all the various like you know. It's not just for diffusion. It's not multi-purpose not, diffusion. Not, yeah, it turns. Wow. Out, I know. Go figure. You know, they're also very good at, at cutting five acres in a short period of time. Man. Yeah. Like, Can a um, base trap do that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Get out at ATS Acoustics. Uh, uh, but so like um, inadvertently found a hop, you know, like a spot where I can go out for two hours and put headphones on. And, mm-hmm. you know, for a while it was, I, I actually have forced myself not to listen to music podcasts. Mm-hmm. While I mow my lawn, because for a minute there I was listening to Ian Fuck's uh, mastering podcast <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and like Six Figure Home Studio and shit like that. I you do know, know yeah, yeah, yeah you know, guy. like all that kind of which is or like the what's the other? There's another one, um, uh, the uh, uh, producer produce like a pro or whatever. You know, there's something the like that. Yeah, handful of these that are like incredible, incredible mm-hmm. resources. Yep, but like was not taking an adequate mental break from just thinking about it all the time. Right. Right. So like, like you're now still I, just doing it. Now I listen to like critical role, which is a D and D podcast and has nice. nothing to do with audio production. <laughs> nice. Just nice. go, you know, like that Take just, break. You, I drew, just tune out for from your shit for a minute. You know what you I've know what gotten I mean? super into recently? What's that? Frank Sinatra. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like late night vibes. Just turn on some like 1950s music. Man, that has just become yeah. far too big a part of my life. <laughs> Dude, I literally, I mean, for a, I have to, I'm at the point now where I have to stop listening to music. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll mm-hmm. literally force myself, like, that's why, hence the, hence D&D. Right. You know, force myself to stop listening, because, like, I, it's hard to turn off. Of yeah, you know, like, you got to, the, the, you get so, not even necessarily critical anymore, but just like the way that you listen to music and the way that you evaluate, the way that you mm-hmm. you know absorb music changes. It's not entertainment anymore. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I still love a you know. I mean, you know, throw, shout out to Breland. Right. <laughs> love a good jam. You right, know what I right, mean? Right. And can re- you know can let loose to one, of course. Yeah. And you know, I en- I still enjoy music. It's not that, but like. Mm-hmm. If you're not just something about like you start hearing stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like I wonder how they got this snare sound, mm-hmm. or like you know, like the what's the vocal chain, right? You know, like <laughs> right. this seems really squashed. I wonder, like, yeah. what you know, how yeah. did this get through? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like it's it's, really, it's so important and so hard to do. Mm-hmm. And also, flip side of the coin is you're so lucky to be in a situation, right? And in a you know in a job where like you like it so much mm-hmm. that it you know yep. s- by osmosis absorbs the rest of your life, right? And the, never lets it escape. The downside of doing what you love for a living is you feel like. Yeah. It kind of it, it takes over like oh this is now no longer just my pleasure this is yeah work this is right exactly a dream job is still a job right yeah for sure and it's not a fucking like it's not a downside whatever I'm no. where I'm so lucky I'm the right. luckiest man in the world like, to get you to can't own be, like, a studio like, it's a symptom it's, <laughs> it's a, a symptom. it's something That's to be yeah it. exactly it's yeah. something to watch out for right yeah but it's not there's not I mean there's not a downside like yeah. you know what I mean yeah yeah there are people who like you know clean shit for a living right you know yeah, doing that. That's jo- that job has a downside although you know like cleaning up tracks and stuff like that yeah you know trying to <laughs> fix some really bad vocals you know whatever I love it uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, even when it's bad, I love it. I, I have do. to. Yeah, that's my. I mean, that's the job, right? And truly, yeah. like, I mean, that's I. I that's an interesting conversation altogether, or you know, separately is just yeah. like part of this job. Mm-hmm. Is I, I was just saying this to somebody who was recording here the other day. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, who was maybe ostensibly a little nervous to show me like a demo or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like I really do feel like like it's my job mm-hmm. as an engineer, if it sort of starts to become like producer yeah. or any kind of like thing that's like, you know, if it starts to move from the back of the board to the front of the board in any, right. any regard, in any, any case, yep. it's my job to l- love what you do, right. to love what you've made, mm-hmm. right? Love yeah. it the way that you love it and see it the way you see it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like, and I think that's such a crucial skill that I think gets lost in the mix of like, mm-hmm. you know, getting purely bogged down in technical stuff. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can like, you're really, really good at dialing in a compressor. Right. You know what I mean? But, but it's almost d- like loving you, the process. Yeah. Like, you lo- right. Exactly. You like, love the process. You love where it's, you like love the process. You love, you love where it's going. Single section of it, but you love the process. Of yeah, exactly. You, you, you love the potential of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That That's a hard thing to do. You know yeah. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, that is not a gear skill. It's a people skill. Yes. Yeah. The people skill. And I think, um, that that's something that if you're, if you're running, running the show, which you are doing. You yeah. Know, that's required. Otherwise, uh, because I mean, especially having a retreat space. Yeah. It's about the people. 
And if your primary focus is how to dial in a compressor, although do that. Yeah, you learn, know, learn that. Know, learn that. You should know that for sure. But if that's like, if that's the, the if that's hill you'll dial yeah. if that's where it stops, then you're missing something. For sure. Yeah, Which, yeah certainly missing the, the potential of what an experience could be. You yeah. know what I mean? Because there have been many, many successful records made by people who, you know, like with no social skills. Right. And God bless, because, you know, they're, they're like, the records are awesome. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but how productive was the process mm -hmm. how much fun was it for the artists yeah. you know like especially if they were newer felt like a little less sure of themselves mm -hmm. yeah you know what i mean like what was the kind of fallout from that either artistically or yeah you know like whatever yeah dude well thank you so much for letting us invade your your space dude, yes talk absolutely to you for thank you for coming yeah <laughs> yeah for sure thank you for uh, uh connecting with me man this is just so awesome dude. stoked for season two stoked to like i'm a I'm an avid viewer yeah. of the show, so yeah, like, uh, uh, yeah, this is this is great. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, man. All right. Well, we will. We'll. This is not the last time we'll talk. Uh, right. Okay. We'll hang out sometime if I'm ever through again. You know. Yeah, dude, come by. I know. I'm up. I, like, luck. Hopefully, pandemic permitting, I'll be back in kind of Chicago on a more regular basis. So. Dude, you should check it out. Yeah. I is my 100 yeah, intention to come come yeah. through cool. and check out the space proper. So yeah, yeah man, cool, absolutely. Man. Dude. All right. Well, thanks for being on. We'll see you guys later. This has been for the record. Bye.